0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, and have some lunch on ESPN, ninety-eight FM, at eight fifty AM, WRUF.
1: Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, ninety-eight FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Seth Harp is producing today. We have a lot to talk about today. At least I think so. Hopefully, you will talk about it with yours truly here. Uh, All right. If you thought Saturday's game was a must-win game, Florida won it. So now, no time to sit back and uh, what's what what is what I want to say? Celebrate it. Gotta go play LSU. Uh, looking for a home win. So uh, we will talk about that. Uh, Florida women's basketball had a tough one yesterday. They were leading by double digits in the second half, and uh, Georgia came back and beat them. Uh, So uh, they're now 1-3 and in SEC play. They're off until uh, uh, Sunday when they will host another uh, struggling team, in the league at least, Kentucky. Uh, All right. Uh, Today, we will get your thoughts either who's going to win the game tonight or who you want to win the game tonight. As you call in today, you're an SEC fan. Are you going to root for Georgia, root for the league, or not? All right. Steve Spurrier will join us, the head ball coach, in about 10 minutes. Otherwise, We'll take your phone calls. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Don't forget we have live coverage of the championship game tonight beginning at 630. For the first time, hey, Seth, i got to ask you a question. I actually had my my kids, uh, my students today, I didn't know the answer to this. After the Dolphins beat the Jets in that, Absolute offensive nightmare <laughs> uh, in Miami. No ESPN Classic anytime soon. That's uh, yeah, yeah, the classic, all right. Anymore, yeah. yeah, how not to play? Uh, anyway, uh, all three Florida teams qualify for the playoffs. When's the last time that happened? I wasn't close.
2: Okay. Well, let me let me do the math here. I'm going to make this pretty brutal. Okay. The Jags made it in 20. 20- 17, 17, but the yep. Bucs were terrible that yep. year, so it wouldn't have been them. Because um, t- 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 the, I'm just using the time the Jags have made it. There was the year that David Garrard and the Jags beat the Steelers, but the Dolphins had the number one pick that year because they were one and 15. That's when they drafted Jake Long. So it couldn't have been 2007. It had been whenever the Jaguars made the postseason before then. Uh, the Bucks with Gruden playoff to th- Dolphins. I'm going to say 2000. Thousand Wandstat and the Dolphins had Ricky Williams then, didn't they? Or maybe, you're close. I, I, I,
1: 1997. A, <laughs> <laughs> That's how long it's been that all three Florida teams <laughs> all qualified for the NFL playoffs. Uh, now it's expanded, yeah, yeah. right. But still, because I mean, the Dolphins would not have gotten in in past years, uh, but they do. So uh, uh, we will see. And I'm going to have you be the first one. Yes. Who are you picking tonight?
2: I think Georgia drills them.
1: Do you? Yeah. <laughs>
2: 35 14. I'll give the four, 13 and wow. a half. It's one of these things that's interesting, and I'm not, I don't, as I'm doing things here, I just, it dawned on me. I was telling Sean earlier, do you realize if TCU wins, that will be five different champions the last five years? Yeah. Just, just interesting, right? Yeah. Not going to happen. Um, you brought up a great point a second ago. You know, SEC pride, want Georgia to win. How does that help Florida? Right. It doesn't. So no. Pr- pride for the conference is great, yeah. but it actually hurts your program.
1: Yeah. I think. Other schools, you know, like, for example, um, I don't know, Arkansas. You know, is it, would an Arkansas fan, you know, root for Georgia in the SEC? Maybe because you don't have any direct, but, I I mean, I can't imagine many Florida fans or many Kentucky fans or whatever would root for Georgia here. Uh, we'll open the phone lines for you. Uh, we'll get your thoughts. Who's going to win the game tonight? I, I think Georgia, too, but the way this screwy – Postseason has gone. You know, TCU's plan on house money. They, I mean, if, if there's any pressure tonight, it's on Georgia. And Georgia's defense has not been what it has been earlier in the year. I think Georgia wins, but I think TCU beats the spread. So we'll see. 392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at wruf.com. Uh, let's get to some emails we already have. Mike says, "Mike, uh, Florida is a bad half-court team. When they score in the 50s, they lose. When they score in the 70s, Mike, you say this in a different way, like 26 times a year, okay? And Florida is not going to be a team that is going to race up and down the floor. They're just not. Okay, Now, to your point, does it mean they have to walk it up the floor? No, I don't think they're doing that either. He says when they score in the 70s, not only is that a better product to watch, they don't have a better chance at winning. Florida's an athletic team that can they slow everything down and score in the 50s. Don't take advantage of that. Let the players play. I, I don't think Golden is the kind of coach – who's going to slow it down. Right? And look, how many points did Georgia score the other day? So I guess Mike White changed his philosophy because you know, Georgia scored in this game. It wasn't a slow half-court Georgia team. And by the way, I had a chance to see Mike White before the game. He was cordial and courteous. Uh, and, And look, I he said at the end of the game, "I'm glad this is over." And he only has to, this is the the real only time. This is really going to affect him. From now on, it won't be as big a deal as the first time. And he was booed at the start. I get it, um, but you know that's just the way it is. Uh, but a good win for Florida. All right, Darrell says any Gator fan rooting for Georgia tonight needs to turn their colors in because you never pull for your rivals. If it was another SEC team, I probably would cheer for them tonight, but never Georgia. BB. Oh, by the way, how about the Buffalo game yesterday with all of the emotion with that, and then two kickoff returns for touchdowns, and they wouldn't even kick to them. Pretty amazing. BB says, nice win for our guys. Saturday, even nicer to see everybody hugging each other after the game. Entering into the Jags game. Happy for them, but a little sad for the Titans. Journeyman quarterback Dobbs. Green Bay, too many mistakes. Missed opportunities. You know what? Tony Dungy was the only one on the NBC crew that I remember that picked Detroit. And what a – I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, but what a nice year for Detroit. Their, their fans can look at a team that finished 9 and 8 and recovered from a terrible start uh and knocked Green Bay out of the playoffs. Uh the way Rodgers acted after the game makes me wonder if that was his last game. It could be. If I'm the, the the Jets I'm making a phone call. I really am. And not because they had Brett Favre before. The Jets need a quarterback desperately, nobody on their roster is going to make that team over the long haul better. It's a game tonight pulling for Georgia. Good for the conference. Take a strong rival. Gives our Gators an incentive to improve. Might be close. Georgia didn't play their best last time. He picks Georgia 37-31. to We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to the head ball coach next ESPN 1213. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jullery. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
3: Good afternoon. I'm Jack Meyer. Tonight, the TCU Horned Frogs and the Georgia Bulldogs will face off in the college football national championship game. The Bulldogs will look to capture their second consecutive title while the Horned Frogs hope to cap off their Cinderella story of a season with their first championship since 1938. You can tune into the game here at 6.30pm. The Gators women's basketball team suffered an 82-77 loss to the Georgia Bulldogs last night. They now sit at 9th place in the SEC with a 12-5 overall record and a 1-3 record in conference play. In high school girls basketball, the PK Young Blue Wave will play host to the Williston Red Devils tonight at 7pm. After having an eight-game win streak snapped in their last time on the court, the Blue Wave hope to regain some momentum tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jack Meyer.
0: ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
4: Here's an unexpected, unplanned, and unprecedented buying opportunity from International Diamond Center. A massive store-wide clearance sale. Now through January 15th, IDC's on a mission to clear out excess inventory. We've slashed prices on a multi-million dollar selection of rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, and more. You save 20, 30, even 40% on selected pieces of exquisite jewelry. And because IDC doesn't play the markup to mark down game, you know these discounts are the real deal. Poop earrings. Save 33% off IDC's already price. Diamond stud earrings marked down 28%. Fashion bracelets 30% off. Fancy yellow diamonds save an incredible 40%. Extreme values in virtually every category. If you have a special occasion coming up this year or if you just love an unbelievable deal, you can't miss this special savings event. It's IDC Surprise Clearance Sale with unprecedented discounts wide. Outrageous savings now through Sunday, January 15th only and only at International Diamond Center. Get showroom directions, store hours and learn more at shopidc.com. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing. Together, millions of things for our planet. Don't forget about the environment when making New Year's resolutions. This year, resolve to recycle more. Recycle paper, bottles, and cans, reuse paper and plastic bags, and get a reusable bag for groceries. Recycle old clothes by donating them to charity, and recycle old electronics like TVs, computers, and cell phones at appropriate e-waste facilities. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Dancing Crew, trip for two, now the final interview, game with Doug brand new mug come here kid give me a hug the more you want to do the more we want to do new covid19 boosters designed for recent omicron variants are now available learn about eligibility and schedule a free updated booster today at vaccines.gov sponsored by pfizer and biontech i wanted to know why some people who get covid19 get it so bad i found out it may be because they have a high risk factor such as heart disease diabetes being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at TreatCOVID19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.
5: A college football national championship
0: presented by at and the Bulldogs look to defend their title. We didn't build this program hoping for one-year wonder. While the TCU Horned Frogs are one step from one of the more improbable runs in college football history. Go, 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 go. Number one Georgia, third-ranked TCU. Coverage starts tonight at 6.30, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com.
1: As you call in today, give us your picks on the, the upcoming game tonight. We'll have live coverage right here beginning at 6.30. Right now, I want to bring in the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier, talk about some different things in the college football world. Steve, thanks for doing this. First of all, congratulations to Steve Spurrier Jr. If folks don't know, tell us about his new job.
6: Uh, Yes, Steve is now with uh, Kevin Wilson at University of Tulsa, uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, Really, first time in his coaching career, he finally got that title. He worked with me and Mike Leach too long, and, you know, both head coaches that were sort of offensive coordinators. So, it's a wonderful opportunity. My youngest son, Scotty, is out there with Bobby Stoops with the Arlington team in the XFL. Uh, They start playing in February. And Scotty's a special team coordinator, hmm. so uh, so he's got a lot of responsibility and uh, a wonderful opportunity for for both my sons.
1: Steve, did you did they always want to be coaches? You know, and follow you when they were growing up?
6: Oh, you don't really talk about it. Uh, uh, they went. To, College and so forth and well what am I going to do now? Well, you can always be a grad assistant.
7: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
6: so they uh they went the grad assistant route and, and then uh, you know assistant coach and so forth. Uh Steve uh actually uh was the one game uh Mississippi State beat Illinois down in the Red quest bowl in Tampa and uh so that was a fun win for, for him and uh Mississippi State and so forth.
1: I know you don't like to you know uh, brag on what you have done, Coach. But there's going to be a pretty special ceremony coming up for you. They're going to name a street after you over in Celebration Point. Oh, talk about that!
6: Yeah, yeah I told somebody I'm catching up with Phil Fulmer. <laughs> championship yeah. in Knoxville. They they named the street I think on campus or somewhere, uh, Fulmer Drive. Or I think Peyton Manning's even got a street named after him. But yeah, out at Celebration Point. uh right uh, close to where our restaurant is out there. There's a little uh, side road or something Uh, they're going to put my name on. So uh, I appreciate it and look forward to the uh, dedication ceremony. Uh, What do you think about tonight's game? Well, I think Georgia's heavily favored. uh, But, uh, you know, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Heck, Ohio State had a good chance of beating Georgia for whatever reason. It didn't work out. And TCU can score points. We know that. So, uh, you know, they scored a bunch against uh, Michigan. Uh, no question about that. So uh, I give TCU a chance. Obviously, Georgia's favored, uh, but I do give TCU a chance. You know, last night, nobody gave the Detroit Lions right. much of a chance to beat Green Bay at Green Bay. Detroit could not make the playoffs. Green Bay could, uh, but Detroit found found a way to beat them. So, I tell you, sports are all so close now. I really think almost almost anybody can win if they if they play just a little bit better.
1: Whoop! Are you there, Coach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we lost you there a little bit. Um, okay. Let me ask you the last two questions. Uh, speaking of coaching, I saw where Greg Sankey said, and this is his word, Coach: "We're crushing our coaches in December." You know, early signing day, transfer portal. You know, playing in games like this. His thought was maybe eliminating early signing day. Do you? I mean, that's an awful lot for coaches and coaching staff to have to go through, isn't it?
6: Oh, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Every time we talked about that, I, I voted way against it. I said, why don't we have recruiting season, fellas? Like we we we'd had that when I was here. We coached our team during football season was over, you know, you had a little time between maybe when the season was over in the bowl game. So you do some recruiting in there, and then you know, you play your bowl game, you do some more recruiting, and then you sign the first week in February. And that way you give your attention as coaches to your team. And uh and then you give your attention to recruiting. But uh they've got it all smashed in. Some of the coaches tried to tell The NCAA, I can get them committed early if I can sign them in December, early December. I think I can get them, but after a while, the big schools come in and sweep them up if they lose a guy or this, that, and the other. So that's how sort of all started. Uh, but no, I wish. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not eating anymore. Thank goodness. Uh, uh, with the portal and all this stuff now, uh, they are working the coaches hard. It's, uh, uh, but they get paid a lot more nowadays. That's for sure. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, it is sort of. It is sort of ridiculous uh, the hours these guys have to spend now.
1: Last question for you, uh, and it's kind of related to this one, Steve, Sean McVay. You know, is now making a, a decision. I guess whether to keep coaching, you know, the Rams, or maybe go and into, in, into broadcasting. And you know, I, I don't know when a coach feels like I've I've had my run, I'm done. But it just seems to me, that you you with all the time you have to spend doing that, isn't there more uh, chance for coach burnout now than there have, ever was before?
6: uh possibly possibly uh there is a lot of pressure uh, <clears throat> uh and he's such a young coach sean mcveigh uh, but I, you know i think what they're sort of looking at now that if you take a year off like uh, sean payton took a year off yeah and i think he's ready to go back now so he'll look around and maybe have his choice whatever uh situation looks the best and uh mcveigh might want to do the same thing take a year off and I mean, he's won a Super Bowl just like Sean Payton's won a Super Bowl. So, you get that on your resume, uh, you can you can probably find a job pretty easily. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's something to, uh, you know, taking a year off after about ten in a row, something like that, that I think is uh, valuable to a person.
1: Okay. Well coach, I appreciate you coming on I wanted to uh let folks know about you know what Steve mm-hmm. was, was doing uh out okay. of Tulsa. Yeah,
6: I tell you what also that was a good win for our basketball team. Uh yeah. Saturday. Saw you sitting uh, next to Lon
1: over there. I was up in the up in the press area, saw you sitting next to Coach.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good see right down there, but we didn't we weren't shooting very well early, but all of a sudden we started making our shots and hung in there and uh, a really good win for our basketball team. Our our ladies, uh Uh, Did not play our best, I guess, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Georgia shot a whole bunch of free throws, (laughs) I noticed. Uh, But we got a a good ladies' team also. So looking forward to seeing how both those teams finish the year.
1: Always appreciate you, Steve. Thanks for taking time.
6: Okay, Steve, good talking to you. Yes, sir.
1: Thank you, Coach. Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach. Uh, I wanted to – because, again, Steve Spurrier Jr., Scotty, are both uh, following his dad – their their dad, should I say – in the coaching profession uh, all right uh, I believe unless we get a, a, a guest that may come on uh, unexpectedly it'll be just us so as you call in today uh, let us know uh, who you think will win tonight's game and uh, give us a reason why Three nine two eight two five five. and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com uh, got a great email here uh, let me get to it here uh, Lucas says, I can never root for Georgia. That said, I think Georgia wins as much as it pains me uh, to say it. Uh, Patrick says, 51-45 TCU. I'll say this. I Seth, I don't know if you agree. I think the higher scoring the game,
2: I think it favors TCU. You, I I think so. Yeah, and look, C.J. Stroud proved that a mobile quarterback, mobile quarterbacks kill any defense, right? right. Uh So, but you saw that. Uh, I'd I love to look and shame on me for not doing this math when TCU scores more than thirty points. Well, they're undefeated, right? Because they only lost <laughs> to Kansas State. There you go, duh. But I, yeah, I agree totally. That 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 is a fair assessment. And you know, as that slot machine starts to tick up, you have a mobile quarterback. He maybe should have won the Heisman. So yeah, I think I think. The opportunity there is great tonight. Yeah. I just realistically I don't know. And and
1: and I, I I don't know if fans will get behind what Greg Sankey said because he he, he kind of said it in the uh interview process, you know, at the championship game. We'll delve into that and I want to get your thoughts on that. Twelve twenty seven time check brought to you by Hayes Jillowy, ESPN ninety eight F M eight fifty AM WYUF
0: flagship of the florida gators espn 98 1 fm at 850 AM, WRUF.
2: eight fifty
1: a.m w r u f where are you heading this year no matter where your travels may take you you want to get there safely and securely and that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge hi steve russell here don't roll the dice with the chain stores take your vehicle to the same place i do Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, A.C. and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunnys on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, They Get the Bugs Out.
0: Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your
4: car.
8: Congratulations, everyone. You might not have noticed, but you have traveled over 92 million miles last year in your trip around the sun. It's been quite a journey. As we begin this new year, I've got a question. Who is at the center of your universe, you or Jesus? Jesus. Hundreds of years ago, astronomer Copernicus proved that the sun was at the center of the solar system, not the earth. And while most of us know this, at that time, it completely revolutionized the understanding of the universe. In a similar way, many of us need to experience a revolution in our spiritual lives. You see, we tend to center our lives around ourselves, much like trying to make the sun revolve around the earth. Yet the Bible says that everything is being created for him and through him. So isn't it time to make your life revolve around Jesus? This is Brian Wright, looking forward to this year's trip around the sun, speaking right from my heart.
9: For more on this and
10: other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it.
4: When you're the show.
10: UltraSoft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin.
0: The UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update.
10: A light breeze will develop today. Temperatures in the lower 70s. Tonight, partly cloudy, turning mostly clear with colder lows. Tomorrow morning, we'll wake up to temperatures in the upper 30s and lower 40s. Skies turning sunny tomorrow afternoon. Highs in the mid to upper 60s. A little bit warmer on Wednesday. Highs in the low 70s. We'll get to the mid to upper 70s on Thursday. Then a chance for showers Thursday night. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski.
5: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jerry in New York. I think Aaron Rodgers is really a terrible
11: teammate. Reminds me of a guy bad-mouthing another receiver on his team because he felt like he wasn't getting enough passes. Know what
1: yeah, was. I wasn't getting enough passes. The hell you mean? They drafted me to give me the passes. They didn't draft me to yeah. stand around.
0: Key, that Wayne Krebette was something else. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF southern sports today with chuck oliver weekdays at two right here on espn 981 fm 850 am wruf and on your phone with the wruf radio app
9: this is gator volleyball head coach mary wise and you are listening to sports scene with steve russell right here on espn 981 fm 850 am wruf the home of the florida gators
1: Welcome back to Sports Scene. Give us your thoughts on who's going to win the game tonight or who you want to win the game. 392-8255. You can email srussell at WRUF.com. And where are the basketball calls today? What happened? They won. Right? So no talk about a must-win game and all that. I mean, Florida didn't play great, but I'll tell you what they got. And if they continue to get it, they'll be a tougher out. Castleton, when he gets offensive help, Florida is a much more difficult team to defend. And it's you would think that would then negate some of the double teams that Castleton's running into I mean Mike White just ran at him every time he got the ball on the block. And I get it. I get it. But once again when you get when you do that and you can pass the ball then if you get guys that can make shots that's what helped. How about Gator gymnastics over the weekend? Good. Lord, are they good. And they didn't do some of their better athletes didn't do all their routines. So, I mean, it's – and they got a big meet with Auburn. I mean, they I think they only have five home meets this year, and they've already had one, and this weekend will make two. So you want to get a chance to you know, go out and see them, uh, that's going to be this weekend, and uh, a good Auburn squad will come in here. Um, now – let me get to the box score. Mike White, for everything he did here, didn't. Georgia scored 75 points. That's good enough to win, generally. But Florida scored 82, right? Well, why were they successful? In part because Kyle Lofton scored 18 points and Myron Jones scored 13 points. You know, Reeves. Can score, Lofton can score, but Richard found his touch. Florida had five guys in double figures. When you do that, you have a good chance to win. And Myron Jones, because he was shooting the ball, he got rewarded. He played 20 something minutes in this game, which is more minutes than he's probably played a long time, but he earned them because he was shooting the ball really well. Uh, let's get Greg's call. Greg, hi.
12: Hey, Steve, real quick. Three things. Uh, basketball, that was an excellent point you just made. With Myron Jones came in. Richard came in. I thought they made a huge difference. Castleton, when he's not scoring, I remember Billy D saying, you didn't do everything else super well. Do it really good when you're not scoring. And he did. He went out there and blocked shots. He was a force in the glass, which we were missing against a and M, I'd argue. And also, Steve, I'm rooting for TCU. I'm hoping they're a team of destiny. I can't imagine. I mean, it seems impossible that they could have beaten Michigan. So, and I know Michigan and Georgia. Georgia probably would have won, but just I'm hoping for the whole team of destiny thing. Knock off uh, Michigan and then knock off Georgia. I'd be really happy for them. In fact, so much I'm gonna wear my old purple Hurricanes gear tonight when I watch it, hoping I give them some good vibrations. But see, with the Florida NFL teams, the Bucks, the Jags, and the Dolphins are in, are all in on it. Who do you think will go the furthest, just right now, what we know, and I'll listen off there and go get it.
1: Of which team, I'm sorry?
12: Um, the, which team do you think will go the furthest in the NFL playoffs from Florida? Oh,
1: from Florida.
12: All three made it for the first time since 1999. Yeah,
1: I yep. I thought it was 97. Was it 99?
12: Yeah, it was in the 90s. Yeah, okay. you might be right. It was in the 90s the last time all three made the playoffs in the same year. So, Who do you think will go uh, the, the furthest? And I'll listen off there and go get Okay, it.
1: thank you. I think Miami goes the least. Now, if if they don't have tua they have zero chance zero okay i mean look the jets defense is good it's really good but it was 6 to 6 with like a minute to go in the fourth quarter so and don't they go to buffalo come on okay so i think they go the shortest they're not going to beat buffalo even with tua i don't think they beat buffalo because uh, if it's, and I'm sure Buffalo's hoping for, you know, cold, bad weather, which they're used to, and obviously the Dolphins would not be used to. Jacksonville is intriguing to me about where they are. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, Kingsbury was fired by the Arizona Cardinals. Lovey Smith was fired by Houston. So... And Bill Belichick is going to return to New England for season number uh, 24. Which I I wasn't sure. And, you know, when does it start going back to him? I know I'm going all the place here. It's been a while now for New England, hasn't it? And in this what-have-you-done-for-me world, they didn't make the playoffs. And when they have made the playoffs lately, they've snuck in and not done very well. So anyway, uh, but let's go to uh, Jacksonville, right? When you look at what they've done, look at the matchups, and they didn't play great to win that game the other night. I mean, it, that that was a ugly, and Tennessee kind of made it that way. Because they had an inexperienced quarterback. And so you knew that was kind of going to be that way, right? Well, now you get past that. And all of a sudden, you're looking at the home game with the Chargers. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence did not play great the other night. He's the key to this. Jacksonville can win at home. They can beat the Chargers at home. The Chargers opted to play some starters in their game. And I think one of their wide receivers got hurt. So, And then I'm watching Dallas yesterday. They were awful. I, I get it. Nothing to play for. But Dak Prescott was something like 14 of 38, some ridiculous percentage. And now can you just – Flick a switch, and but they got to go on the road and play Tampa. And which Tampa team do you get? Of all the games, that's the most intriguing game to me is Dallas and Tampa Bay, because of who you're going to get. What, what are you going to get?
2: All three teams are underdogs, including two home dogs with the yes. Bucks and the uh, Jaguars. Uh, just give you some point spreads, Steve. Dallas is a three-point favorite in Tampa. Um, Jags and Chargers. Chargers are a one-point favorite. So that's that's that, that could be the game of the weekend. And uh, the Dolphins are eleven-point dogs. Yeah, which yeah. yeah. But
1: uh, look, sometimes you go into this and you can look at the previous week and say they have no chance, and the next week they play great. But just watching Dallas and watching Prescott's body language, I mean, you you can get well in a week. But, boy, it is not going to be easy. Um, By the way, the new basketball poll is out. Houston is back at number one. And uh, Keontae Johnson's Kansas State team is now 11th. The highest-ranked SEC team is Alabama at number four. Tennessee is number five. Arkansas is number 15. Missouri is number 20. And Auburn is number 21. You want to, the last Duke has fallen all the way to 24th. I wonder what their fans are saying about their coach replacing Coach K. And the last mock draft I saw on CBSports.com, Duke had three players in the first round. Three. And they're at the fringe of the top 25. And as Mark said during Hoop, there it is Clemson is leading the ACC. Go figure. Austin, hello.
13: Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Um, Yeah, you know, a great win uh, for the data basketball team on Saturday. You know, when we got down 13th, I was – I mean 13, I was kind of getting a little nervous there. But, you know, I love the way we fought back. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, you know, they just kind of played through Castleton. And, you know, I think that's how this team is going to be good. You know, they did it to Castleton. He does his thing, and then he distributes the ball. I think that's the way – it will be good on offense, but, um, you know, do you think this is a little bit of a turning point for this team?
1: No, no. Uh, because you say turning point, that, that means, if I understand you, that now they're going to go off and win, you know, six out of seven. I don't see that. Um, now, I mean, anything's possible. I'm not saying it can't happen, but let's be realistic, okay? Florida, with a bounce here or a bounce there, could be 3-0 in the SEC. -hmm. Right, very competitive against Auburn, and you know, single-digit losses their first two games. When you go on the road now, a little bit different, okay. And LSU's not great, but they played Kentucky, who's struggling, really tough. But there's a this is a tough stretch of games Florida has coming up, so that's why a lot of people thought uh, Saturday was a must-win game. I get that. Florida needed it, for sure, but now let's see what they do.
13: Right, I agree. I mean, you know, the, yeah, as you mentioned, LSU, and then we have, I think it's Missouri this weekend coming yep. in here. That's going to be kind of a tough game, too. But, you know, I think in terms of the confidence that this team has, I think it gives them
1: a No question. They, Golden said it, Austin, at the end of the game. He said, you know, there comes a point where if you don't see some success, you start kind of questioning, you know, what you're doing. So from that standpoint alone, then yes, that was important.
13: Right, I agree. And then the other thing is too, you know, as a Jazz fan this weekend it was it was great to see, you know, the city kind of highlighted on that Saturday night, you know, uh prime time game and then to get the win over the Titans. That was just it was a great weekend to be a Jazz fan and there haven't really been that many. So, you know, this is a great weekend for the Jazz and hopefully they can continue it. Thank you, right, Stephen Dordeados. Right.
1: Thank you, Austin. Seth's worked in Jacksonville. Uh, and I have a lot of friends in Jacksonville, and they've suffered there. I mean, they've suffered through, you know, sometimes when you're an expansion team and you have early success, which they did, well, that's going to be the norm. Well, it wasn't. I mean, they got good quickly and then hit that stretch, where they just weren't very good. And think about, with Doug Peterson, and to some extent... Now, they were going to fire Balke. And I don't know how much Urban had to do with getting the team and you know personnel. I mean, he obviously flamed out as a coach, but Balke has done a pretty good job. Look at the receivers now that Trevor Lawrence has to throw to. They're, it's a tremendous upgrade over a couple of years ago. And defense... They're not... I don't know that the Jags are great in any area. But they're good in a lot of areas now, and that's why, you know, they've gotten hot as of late. And even and they withstood Lawrence not playing a great game the other night because they got fortunate, and sometimes when you win, you need breaks. They played a Tennessee team that's struggling offensively without their quarterback. Now, They'll play a, a good a good but not great Chargers team. You get them at home. They have a really good quarterback, but they've been sort of up and down, too. they got a chance to win this. We'll see if they do. 12.45, time check brought to you by hayes stillby ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
3: Good afternoon. I'm Jack Meyer. The TCU Horned Frogs and the Georgia Bulldogs will face off in the college football national championship game tonight. The three-seeded Horned Frogs will look to find a way to pull off a major upset against the defending champion and one-seeded Bulldogs. You can catch the game right here at 6:30 p.m. The Gators men's basketball team will take on the LSU Tigers tomorrow at 7 p.m. Following a massive win against the Georgia Bulldogs last Saturday, the Gators hope to maintain their rhythm and improve on their 8-7 start to the season. In the NBA. The Orlando Magic will travel to Sacramento to take on the Kings tonight at 10 p.m. The Kings took home the win in their first matchup earlier in the season with a 126 123 overtime victory. The Magic now have a chance to get their revenge. That's against the Sports Center. I'm Jack Meyer.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
4: Here's an unexpected, unplanned, and unprecedented buying opportunity from International Diamond Center. A massive store-wide clearance sale. Now through January 15th, IDC's on a mission to clear out excess inventory. We've slashed prices on a multi-million dollar selection of rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, and more. You save 20, 30, even 40% on selected pieces of exquisite jewelry. And because IDC doesn't play the mark-up to mark-down game, you know these discounts are the real deal. Hoop earrings save 33% off IDC's already low price. Diamond stud earrings mark down 28%. Fashion bracelets 30% off. Fancy yellow diamonds save an incredible 40%. Extreme values in virtually every category. If you have a special occasion coming up this year, or if you just love an unbelievable deal, you can't miss this special savings event. It's IDC's surprise clearance sale. With unprecedented discounts store-wide. Outrageous savings. Now through Sunday, January 15th only. And only at International Diamond sales Get showroom directions, store hours, and learn more at shopidc.com. Dancing crew, trip for two, Nail the final interview. Game with Doug, brand new mug. Come here, kids, and give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. New COVID-19 boosters designed for recent Omicron variants are now available. Learn about eligibility and schedule a free updated booster today at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
0: The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
1: Pretty good weekend for Gator football. They get a uh, Michigan player to come in via the transfer portal. And they got a commitment at one of the all-star games for an offensive lineman from Louisiana, by the way. Uh, so pretty good weekend there. If you're tuning in today, who's going to win tonight's game? Who do you want to win? Who do you think will win? Three nine two eight two five five. You can email srussell at wruf.com. I was just telling Seth this. Today is the classic day that in some ways bothers me. You have all three Florida teams in the NFL playoff. You have the national championship game coming up tonight. Who's going to win and all that kind of stuff, and you're still welcome to call. And yet, nothing. I promise you, had Gator basketball lost Saturday, I'd still be taking calls. It's amazing sometimes what one game can do to change the... uh, the outlook. Let's get some emails. Uh, let's see here. Todd. Basketball's playing well need better finishes during the Auburn game. Had last shot for the win. I don't mind if Castleton takes a final shot in the paint, not on the perimeter. But where in that game did they get a sense that Castleton could get the ball at the foul line, spin, dribble to the rim like a point guard, and make a layup? I thought that was a bad play set. Well, do we know that was the that was the play set? Just because he did that doesn't necessarily mean that was the play set. It says, good to see them finish against Georgia. Speaking of which, tonight, Georgia 38-27. He said they they play better defense. Does the league school still get a share of the earnings? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, William, like others, I hate Georgia. Never pull for them. But Georgia has the better roster and talent they'll win tonight. However, I think TCU has a chance because they have some really good skill guys, but that 3-3-5 stack is going to be an issue for TCU. Kirby's probably salivating to face that because that's not something that typically works in the SEC, very much a Big 12-oriented scheme. Well, I guess what... Maybe this is a good discussion point for maybe spring or summer. Would you consider Michigan a dynamic offensive team? I mean, they're not – I think because Jim Harbaugh is the coach and because they don't spread you out and – well, look, their quarterback's pretty good, right? And if they hadn't made stupid mistakes, would have scored a whole lot more points than they did. And I think people forget that when it comes to TCU – Michigan had a touchdown, got it called back, had the ball at the one-yard line, fumbled. That's a touchdown. Nine times out of ten. Nine three-quarters times out of ten. Okay? So think how many points they could have had. Pick sixes. Dan Mullen, yes. I tried to get Dan on today, but he's in L.A. But during halftime of the uh, championship game in college football, the other one, yesterday, his thought process is, TCU needs hidden points, and I agree with him. For example, the hidden points in the game against Michigan, the pick sixes, right? You don't expect that. So he thinks, you know, punt return, you know, picks something hidden points against Georgia to keep TCU in it. And they did a really good job in doing that. But here's my point about Georgia's defense. Which SEC quarterback this year, outside of Bryce Young? I mean, there were good quarterbacks Daniels, uh, at times KJ Jefferson, but Missouri, nah. South Carolina, that guy was awful for most of the year. Rattler, okay. AM, awful quarterback play, right? Look at the rest of the teams in the league. Auburn, awful quarterback play. So, was Georgia's defense really tested? Or did they not really play great offenses? Florida's wasn't a great offense either. And their quarterback play, you know, was up and down. So, when Georgia plays against a really good quarterback, they have trouble. Stopping them because when you have a good offensive team, most of the time that trumps a good defensive team. So we'll figure it out. Shelvin says, as a Gator from Jacks who grew up in the late seventies, early eighties, I'll never ever cheer for Georgia, but they're unfortunately winning tonight easily. As a lifetime dolphin fan, I'll take an ugly win to get to the playoffs. Sorry, but thank you, Stevie, I know. TCU has a better chance to win tonight than Miami does in Buffalo. I agree. Happy for the Jags, too. Expect them and the Bucks to win this weekend. Yeah, that's – we'll see. D will end the hour for us. Hi, D. Hey, what's up, Steve?
14: Um, Gator basketball. Um, You know, we talked Friday about the importance of the game. Did you hear what Todd Golden said after the game?
1: Yes, I did.
14: Yeah, he said – he said – you can only take so many body blows before right. you start to question his you know, yep. belief and trust. Mm-hmm. So that's – he knew how important it was. Oh, I I,
1: nobody said it wasn't important. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah.
14: But, yeah, so, you know, as far as the game goes, um, you know, shout out to the bench, man. You know, Myron Jones came through. Um, you know, Kowasee Reeves came through. And, um, you know, Will Richard, you know, these guys – so you know you got to give credit to the bench. Um, you know Castleton only got 12, but his his effort was just infectious, man. You know he wasn't he wasn't gonna he, he wasn't gonna lose that game, man. He was gonna leave everything on that court. And shout out to Kyle Laughlin as well. That's I think that's the most aggressive I've seen him play. You know all year long, as far as far as from a scoring standpoint, he was really attacking. You know looking for his offense. So uh, uh, like like you know Georgia Roberts made some tough shots. Abdul Ad- Raheem. Hit some threes, Georgia kept coming, but they finally uh closed out. So uh and shout out to Kugel, man. True freshman played some, you know, significant minutes in the second half, gave us a spark, so just just a good win. We had to have it. Yes.
1: And and look, I said this earlier in the show, day and you, you echoed this. Colin Castleton uh I think at twelve points. Right. You know who Florida's biggest assist guy was in the game? Castleton. Uh,
14: Castleton, yeah. He had five assists. a double team him.
1: <laughs> Yeah. He had five assists and two turnovers, which for a big man is really good because a lot of times when big guys get the ball, they don't do well when they pass it. So if that's going to be the M.O., if teams are going to double him like, like uh, Georgia did, then he's got to be a good passer. And then when guys get open shots... You know, like Lofton, like Bonham, like Jones, Reeves—they got to hit him.
14: Yep, and because every team is going to double him from from now on because he's he's the main threat. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what uh, what we have in store at LSU tomorrow night. But, like I said, man, uh, hopefully it's a confidence builder. But like I said, man, we that's a game we had to have.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I, I said this. I, I know what what Coach said about the body blows, and I don't disagree. But the other thing, I mean, look, we all know it's a results-driven thing. You can yep. tell an athlete, we're close, we're close. But unless you win, that doesn't resonate. But I can do that because I'm not in the locker room. You know, a bounce of the ball here or there or one shot made, Florida might be 3-0 and in the league. They're not. True. But, I mean, They're both not. those <laughs> games were competitive and were winnable late. So now we'll see if they can do the same at LSU. Yep. because Steve. Thank you, D. Appreciate your call, as always. Yeah, look. Florida had uh, five guys in double figures the other day, and Kugel just missed double figures. But he had eight points in 15 minutes. That's great production. And, you know, when you look at Lofton, he played a lot of minutes and got a chance to start. But... It's funny, in this game, Bonham was a starter, but didn't play well. He didn't score, I don't think. And he only played like 12 or 13 minutes. So, when he, who's going to pick up the slack? Well, in this case, Myron Jones picked up the slack. Good teams find ways to win games like that. Mark says, thought about this over the weekend. If you think about it, both Donovan and Urban. Who each won two national titles, each decided to leave and then change their minds. You think if both of them had left the first time and not changed their minds, each program would be better, would be in better shape now. Maybe they both set each program back because their hearts weren't into it. Uh, I'm not sure in Billy Donovan's case, his heart wasn't in it. I, I don't get the sense that he gave any less effort. In coaching now, Urban, you know, maybe you can make that stretch, but no, I I, I don't think so. Because again, it's it isn't like Billy left the program when they were in last place in the league, and even Urban for that matter as well. Hour two coming up. Call us up. Talk a little sports on this Monday edition of Sports Scene ESPN ninety eight one FM a fifty AM WIUF.
0: Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. Hi, this is
15: Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
9: What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're gonna be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've you had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where you, the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. become patients
10: forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com.
8: Congratulations everyone. You might not have noticed but you have traveled over 92 million miles last year in your trip around the Sun. It's been quite a journey. As we begin this new year I've got a question. Who is at the center of your universe, you or Jesus? Hundreds of years ago, astronomer Copernicus proved that the sun was at the center of the solar system, not the Earth. And while most of us know this, at that time, it completely revolutionized the understanding of the universe. In a similar way, many of us need to experience a revolution in our spiritual lives. You see, we tend to center our lives around ourselves, much like trying to make the sun revolve around the Earth. Yet the Bible says that everything is being created for Him and through Him. So isn't it time to make your life revolve around Jesus? This is Brian Wright, looking forward to this year's trip around the sun, speaking right from my heart.
9: For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org.
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM. W-R-U-F.
1: Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. Seth Harp producing the broadcast today. Today's the first day back in the brand new spring semester. Students are back. And uh, we'll take your phone calls today. Uh, Who do you think will win tonight's national championship game? We have live coverage here beginning at 6.30. Hope you enjoyed the head ball coach earlier today. Uh, we'll take your phone calls three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, s at w r u f dot com. Adam will lead us off. Adam, hello.
15: Hey Steve, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing good. Or well.
15: Great. Yeah, man, it was great hearing uh, the the head ball folks this morning or this afternoon. I appreciate you having them on. Bubba. Good. I'm um, glad. To hear, glad to hear his kids are doing well as uh, as well. You know. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. So, they... I, I'm real thankful we beat Georgia, like, and that that folds into what I think is going to happen tonight. I hope anyway. But um, what happened to the girls? I was or the women. I was watching that game, and, and we were we were beating them by a considerable amount.
1: Yeah, they were ahead uh, in the second half uh, by double digits, and uh, Georgia came back, shot well.
15: So was it primarily the fourth period the girls just weren't able to shoot, or was it Georgia dominating?
1: So
13: A little of both, A
15: little of both. Okay. Um, I would like to get your opinion on what what what's what your uh, what's your thoughts on what Billy Napier has been doing lately with these uh these transfers coming in? We got Trajada, I guess from from Ohio State. Um, what's your opinion on uh, what he's been bringing in? Obviously, he's addressing the needs of the team, but I mean, as well, far that's, as the
1: account- you just hit the nail on the head, right? Yep. He he's it isn't that he's just bringing in, you know, a transfer, to bring in a transfer. He's he's addressing in that portal positions of need, and I think that's the right thing, the way to go, because obviously, you know, he's trying to get either experienced players or guys who maybe didn't get a chance to play a lot that have a new lease on life to come here and and maybe get some playing time. So, yeah, I think he's done okay.
15: Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's being very selective as as well, not only for the positions but the character of the players he's bringing in. That's my opinion. Um, As far as tonight goes, Bubba, um, I mean, george has got so much speed, man. They are so fast um and that's hard that's hard to to deal with for any team they just have so much speed um I don't know I mean I'm hoping Stetson Bennett has a terrible night all the way through instead of just a first half bad you know what I mean like um I'm pulling for TCU but I I just I just don't see it happening unfortunately and I can't like my son's pulling for Georgia but he doesn't remember the stomp in the swamp you know those things uh they they hit right to the heart, so um, I think the score will probably be somewhere around forty two to twenty eight. Georgia, what's your opinion, Steve? I'll take it off there, okay? Gators, Thank right?
1: you. Yep, I mentioned it in the first hour. Uh, I think Georgia wins. Uh, I think it's going to be competitive. I I, I don't know that. You know, we'll, we'll see if you know Georgia's had some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. And Stetson Bennett has not been particularly consistent. TCU does have playmakers, and they have a knack for getting points on, you know, uh, interceptions, you know, things like that, as Dan Mullen has called them, hidden points. They need those tonight. And by the way, I looked it up when you asked about Florida women. They were outscored 34-20 in the fourth quarter. That's one of the reasons... Because they actually outscored Georgia in the first period, the second period, and the third period. It was the fourth period they got outscored by 14, and ended up losing by five in a competitive game. Uh, all right, let's see here. Some emails. Larry says, "Good to see Lon Kruger Saturday." Notice the HBC totally ignored your reference to him. My first cousin was an All-American defensive back at Georgia. However, I still hate him. Head says Georgia. Hart says. TCU, Yeah, it, it was funny. Um, I was sitting on the, in the media section watching the game, and I looked down at the court, and it was uh, Steve and Jerry and Alon and, and his wife uh, sitting together. Uh, that was kind of cool to see. Uh, all right, let's get some more emails here. He says, Bryce Young played in Bama's Bowl. AR didn't play in Florida's Bowl. My take is the culture differences of the two programs. Florida encourages sitting out and Bama players catch grief for not staying to the end. Gators, no opt-out from Tommy. I don't know if Florida encourages opting out. I'm using your word here, Tommy. That's an individual player decision, right? Because Dexter didn't opt out. He played. So how does that affect the culture? It's an individual decision. I mean, do I get it? You know, I mean, if if that was the case, nobody would ever transfer from Alabama either. They had a ton of transfers uh, leave Alabama this year. Now, maybe if Florida gets better, maybe some guys uh, won't opt out. But I think you're still going to see that no matter, you know, most of the time, guys will opt out. But credit Will Anderson, Bryce Young, et cetera, for sticking around and playing. You you don't see that uh, a lot. Uh, so, uh, all right. Bill, I got a lot of emails today, not as many calls. Bill has an interesting question here. He said, Steve, in this day and age where Fans, at least some of them, get impatient. Let's just assume for the moment that both Gator basketball teams don't make the NCAA tournament. How much pressure is on Finley and Golden to make it the following year? There's always going to be pressure. That just comes... That's nature of the beast. But... And Kelly Ray you know, was an interim. This is now her team, her recruiting, her coaching. So, yeah. And I, and as much as we talk about patience, well, I'll go back to Billy Napier, beginning of the year. Oh, yeah, you got to rebuild or fix the culture. Well, then at the end of the year, he couldn't coach. Tony says... No one had a Gators for TCU sign at the basketball game? Go Frogs. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I can understand why Gator fans, SEC fans, don't want Georgia, especially, however, when it comes to Gator fans. I I, I can't think of one. let, Let me ask this. If you are a Gator fan, and you're pulling for Georgia, call me or email me and tell me why you're doing that. Because I just don't see many Gator fans opting to do that. Joe has an email here, and this is really an interesting question. He says, See, I've listened to you for years, Always love the guests that you get and your interaction with emailers and callers. But one thing has always baffled me you don't get calls about the NBA. None. Zero. Why is that? First of all, this is a college town. And let's be honest about it, okay? How many calls, if you listen on a regular basis, how many calls do we get about the NFL? About Major League Baseball? About the National Hockey League? I mean, the Rays are good. The Heat, most times, good. I get the magic on it, but you get the, right? And the Lightning are good. But you're in a college town. Let me flip that for you. If you're working at the fan in New York, you ain't getting calls about college athletics. Very few. Because they're focused on New York teams. If you're in Philly, you're not getting calls about Temple. You're just not. That's just nature of the market. That's the big reason, in my opinion, why and it's too bad because the florida teams and look all you have to do is go to an establishment on a sunday and there's nfl fans and they're all over the place but they it it takes an action to pick up a phone or to type an email and i'm not saying that nfl fans aren't passionate they are but in this town they're not going to pick up i mean Look, you'd think right now Jacksonville fans would be picking up the phone and going crazy over the fact their team finally made the playoffs after five years. But they're not. That's just how it is. You're going to get more phone calls about Florida and about college athletics than you are about pro teams. That's just going to happen. Every once in a while – there's a a uh, a national story that will generate you know calls outside of college but very few for example does anybody care bill belichick coming back for another year anybody care that the cardinals fired kingsbury or the or the texans fired love no nobody around here cares 113 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM 850 a.m. WRUF.
0: Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
9: Good morning, I'm Chris Will. The TCU Horn Frogs and the Georgia Bulldogs will face off for the College Football National Championship game tonight. The three-seed horn Frogs will look to find a way to pull off a major upset against the defending champion and number one-seeded Bulldogs. You can catch the game right here at 6.30 PM on WRUF. The gators men's basketball team will take on the LSU Tigers tomorrow at 7 p.m. Following a massive win against the Georgia Bulldogs last Saturday, the Gators hope to maintain their rhythm and improve on their 8-7 start to the season. In high school girls basketball, the PK on Blue Wave will play host to the Williston Red Devils tonight at 7 p.m. After having an eight-game win streak snapped in their last time on the court, the Blue Wave look to regain some momentum tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Chris Will.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF
1: been telling you for a while now about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It's a really, really good organization. It's located in Palatka. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch needs your donated vehicles. Car, truck, motorcycle, just about any kind of vehicle, they can use it, even a boat. The reason? Because when you donate these vehicles, the facility which houses at-risk young boys, these boys take these vehicles, and they refurbish them, and then they resell the vehicles. Your donations are tax-deductible, and they really help a great cause. It helps the kids, and your generosity here does a whole lot of good. To find out more about the organization and what it does, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go online, rbr.org.
4: Here's an unexpected, unplanned, and unprecedented buying opportunity from International Diamond Center. A massive store-wide clearance sale. Now through January 15th, IDC's on a mission to clear out excess inventory. We've slashed prices on a multi-million dollar selection of rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, and more. You save 20, 30, even 40% on selected pieces of exquisite jewelry. And because IDC doesn't play the mark-up to mark-down game, you know these discounts are the real deal. Poop earrings. Save 33% off IDC's already low price. Diamond stud earrings, mark down 28%. Fashion bracelets, 30% off. Fancy yellow diamonds save an incredible 40%. Extreme values in virtually every category. If you have a special occasion coming up this year, or if you just love an unbelievable deal, you can't miss this special savings event. It's IDC surprise clearance sale. With unprecedented discounts store-wide. Outrageous savings. Now through Sunday, January 15th only. And only at International Diamond Center. Get showroom directions, store hours, and learn more at shopidc.com.
7: Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations. Or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night.
5: A college football national championship presented by AT&T.
0: The top ranked Georgia Bulldogs look to defend their title. We didn't build this program hoping for one year wonder. While the TCU Horned Frogs are one step from one of the more improbable runs in college football history. Number one Georgia third ranked TCU. Coverage starts tonight at 630, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Coming in February, Florida Gator Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
4: This is Gator Soccer Coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF Radio app.
1: You know, I, I, I catch myself sometimes thinking, don't be an old fart. You know, don't think things can't change. Because look, you can be not a very good coach in one place and be really good in another. Steve Spurrier wasn't great in the NFL, but he was a hell of a college coach, just as an example. But Kingsbury, he is fired by the Arizona Cardinals 10 months after getting... An extension. Yeah. Okay. And he had a contract extension through the 2027 season. And remember, when he was hired, he had been fired at Texas Tech. Just saying. All right. Get some calls. David, you're starting. Hi. Uh,
16: yeah, not what I called for. But, uh, yeah, that was a head scratcher to me <clears throat> when Kingsbury got hired at um Arizona. I, I, I guess they, I mean they liked his offensive system. I guess yep. probably that's what right. yeah and and potential they saw. him. But yeah, he was yeah uh, it, it was a head scratcher because he got fired from college. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I I believe Georgia's is going to win tonight. I'm I'm rooting for TCU and I think to me if you if you're a Gator fan, it's my opinion, and and you're rooting for Georgia, then I question your your allegiance to, to, to the University of Florida and if you're you know and question if you're really a passionate Gator fan because I don't see I don't see how you can root for Georgia if you're a Gator fan.
1: Yeah, 20 year 10 years from now, 20 years from now if Georgia wins tonight and the SEC says, "See, you know, we're the big bad SEC. We've won, you know, 23 national titles in football." Well, good. That everybody can celebrate that in the SEC, but right now, I hear you. I totally hear you.
16: Yeah, yeah, and I and I and I think now I think there are teams <laughs> that that maybe you, you you root for if they're in there, but it ain't Georgia. I can tell you that. You know, there are SEC teams that that you could possibly root for, but not Georgia. And you know, to me, that that falls in the same line as people that I know. Uh, that have two NFL teams. To me, if you got two two NFL teams, you're not a fan either. That's to me that's a joke as well. So
1: Okay. All right, Steve thanks. Thank you, David. Appreciate your call. Let's bring Lou to the show. Hi Lou.
11: Hello, buddy. I um, so I guess I can't root for the Jags and the Packers anymore. Is that what we're saying there? Oh no. So you can have two certainly you could have two NFL teams if uh you pull four. That's ludicrous.
1: Well, I think he meant college teams as opposed to NFL teams. But
11: um, Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, okay. He did say NFL teams, too. Just want to throw that out there.
1: Okay. How
11: about Houston? How about Houston? Uh, uh, yesterday, the Texans going out and, and winning and knocked themselves out of a first-round pick Monday. Uh, here goes uh, poor Lovie Smith at the door after winning a ball game. You know what I bet he said. I'm glad we, I'm glad we knocked, uh, you know, knocked those guys off. You play the game to win, and and that's. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is uh, you're talking about teams, or excuse me, sports talk that uh, in Gainesville, that really not a lot of professional talk. Well, I think you'd find the same thing in Tallahassee, Steve. Yeah, right. I think they talk about,
1: Right, because uh, yeah. it's a college town. That's right. Know,
11: you, right. You go down the road to Jacksonville or down to Tampa, it's all Jaguars, buddy. Right. You put on the sports talk show there, it's all Jags. And uh, you'll really hear a lot of uh, Gator or Seminole talk or Georgia talk uh, in that uh, in that uh, listening, listener area. And so I think it's just uh, like, like you said. It's just about where you live and what your culture is, your town, and, uh, and that's it. That and, uh, You know, that makes sense. I can live with that. I can... I love my Florida talk, absolutely all sports, but uh, but also love my you know NFL talk, and I'm so excited about the Jaguars. I, I just can't stand myself. I got a I got a doubleheader win the other day. The weekend was perfect. The Gator basketball won, and that night that night the Jags pulled off. I slept well, I slept well Saturday night.
1: Steve. All right, thanks a lot, buddy. All right, Lou, thank you. Yeah, and when that gentleman emailed about why we don't get calls, it doesn't mean. If people don't follow the sport, you, I'm going to talk to Mark here in a second. It, it takes action to pick up a phone or construct an email. It takes action, right? So if you're home, you might be casually watching the Bucks and the Pelicans. So you're an NBA, you watch an NBA game, but you're not passionate about it. You're not going to call here and talk about that game that you just watched. That, that's just – it doesn't mean people don't care. It's just not a big topic in this town. Uh, Mark, hello. How you doing? Steve? Good, Mark.
15: Your first caller of the hour is all wet. But beyond that, I want to talk about uh, how come when they talk about Pat Mahomes and uh, Josh, uh, Josh Allen and uh, Joe Burrow, they never throw Trevor Lawrence into the mix. They always start with the top quarterbacks. Trevor uh, Lawrence had the best statistics – this half of the season. I don't know why he's never mentioned.
1: Well, because you don't, you don't rate anything on half a season, number one. You rate it on a full season. Right. And, and number two, the numbers don't even compare. They don't. I mean, look, look up the numbers. It's really easy to look it up. I mean, ha- has Lawrence gotten better? Yes. Is one of the reasons why the Jags are where they are is because of his improved play? Absolutely. But he ain't in the borough of Mahomes, uh, Allen. No, not there.
15: Well, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that, that uh, he didn't have? The, he just needs the tools around him that those guys have. I think that he just be just as good, if not better, than any one of those guys.
1: One of the reasons why he's better is because he does have better receivers now. You know, I I, I was one of the first people to criticize the acquisition of Kirk because they paid him a boatload of money well guess what he's earned it he's become a legit go-to receiver so yeah But let me ask you a question name me receiver on the Bengals
15: uh receiving the Bengals uh oh ocho three uh, ocho <laughs>
13: I'm going back. I know. <laughs> my my oh, point I is know. you're
1: telling me that, you know, those guys are great. So if they have all these great players to throw to, you should be you should be able to tell me who they are. Yeah.
6: yeah. All right.
1: Okay. Thank yeah. you. Which you didn't. So now, Buffalo's got Stephon Diggs. Who did you see that throw yesterday? Tony, when 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 a guy like Tony Romo goes, wow that was an incredible throw. Josh Allen is sick making that throw. Mahomes is probably going to be the MVP again, probably. But again, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves and put Trevor Lawrence in the same breath as those three guys. That's not yet anyway. I mean, look, did he get better this year? no question right but he's not and he didn't play great the other night either uh he missed some throws and he by his own admission he missed some wide open throws so he's not let's not get ahead of ourselves yet in terms of Trevor Lawrence but certainly certainly better no 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 doubt about that um uh, Larry says, "When I was growing up, watching SEC teams in bowl games, my dad always had the attitude that you had to cheer for the SEC team, no matter what, because it made the overall league look good." I just can't follow that rule, especially when it comes to Georgia, because I remember all the heartbreak since I've been watching Gator sports for over forty-five years. So it'll be for the, I'll be for the Frogs tonight. Uh, Steven, Happy New Year! Same to you. We look at the big three sports in college. Would you agree, football? There's a bigger challenge for a small school to compete with a big school. Um, that's a great question. I, I guess define smaller school, right? If you're talking outside the Power Five, we've seen most every year one or two schools compete. Cincinnati, Tulane, uh, UCF, but yeah, is is it harder to sustain that? Yes, and he says, how does TCU, with twelve thousand students, have the ability to compete with the big schools? What are they doing differently? Well, I'm not, I've never been there. I don't know what the facility is like, but Sonny Dykes. Took a team that won five games last year and turned it around. But they have, you know, they have a quarterback that wasn't even supposed to be the starter, but he's Duggan's been great. And they've gotten a couple guys in the portal to help them. And sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle. Every once in a while you just have one of those years. Look at Tulane. Willie Fritz last year Tulane was terrible. Why are they better? Well, portal and some talent acquisition. Hammer says, here's hoping Georgia doesn't send us all to bed early tonight. 129 Time Check brought to you by H.Jillery, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 981 FM, 850
1: AM, WRUF. Dave Automotive. Where are you heading this year? No matter where your travels may take you, you want to get there safely and securely. And that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge. Hi, Steve Russell here. Don't roll the dice with the chain stores. Take your vehicle to the same place I do, Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, A.C. and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunnys on Waldo Road and online at DaveMazeAutomotive.com, Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car.
9: Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that poor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Yeesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day,
10: and dust is gone.
9: Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. Proud partner of the American Lung Association.
4: Dancing Crew, trip for two, nailed the final interview. Game with Doug, brand new mug. Come here, kid. Give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. New COVID-19 boosters designed for recent Omicron variants are now available. Learn about eligibility and schedule a free updated booster today at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652.
0: 800-513-1652. 800 1652 That's 800-513-1652. UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update.
10: Light breeze will develop today. Temperatures in the lower 70s. Tonight, partly cloudy, turning mostly clear with colder lows. Tomorrow morning, we'll wake up to temperatures in the upper 30s and lower 40s. Skies turning sunny tomorrow afternoon. Highs in the mid to upper 60s. A little bit warmer on Wednesday. Highs in the low 70s. We'll get to the mid to upper 70s on Thursday. Then a chance for showers Thursday night. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski.
5: And now, the, 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 the Dan Patrick Show.
9: Dan
5: Patrick. <laughs> what do you do if you're the Raiders moving on from Derek Carr? Does it make sense that if Tom Brady wants to play next year, would he play for the Raiders? And and my source said, it's not a given that Josh McDaniels would want Tom Brady. He might want Jimmy G. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here
0: on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online. WRUF.com
1: Getting to the home stretch today, 392-8255. You can email srussell at WRUF.com Kevin says, that I understand you you might think the Jags receivers are better than the Bengals, which are Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. No. I didn't say that. I, I, uh, I think I emailed you Kevin to say this, but what I tried to do to the previous caller was to say name me a Bengals receiver. He could not And I said the Jags receivers are better than they have been, Uh, and I think Kirk has done a really nice job, but no. As a group, uh, they are not as good as Cincinnati's. No. John says, things to think about. Calipari made the final four in eight of his first ten years at Kentucky. Last three years, zero wins in the NCAA tournament. How long will U.K. fans wait before he's on the hot seat? I can promise you right now, John, for some fans, he's on the hot seat. And he was on the hot seat even in making the final four because at Kentucky, if you think that if you think that the expectation level here is crazy, well, multiply that out at Kentucky. It's really crazy. And he says Tennessee versus the Jags, Tennessee outrushed uh Jacksonville one hundred and fifty to twenty. 36 minutes to 24 minutes in time of possession, 70 plays to 45 by the Jags. Tennessee had 50% more yards than the Jags. And he says, oh, it doesn't matter sometimes what uh, stats say. That's true. Stats can certainly lie sometimes. No question about it. Uh, all right. Let's get some calls to uh, round out the day. 392 uh, 8255. Bill says, Steve, can you tell me about the uh, the linebacker from Michigan, Florida, got in the portal? I have no idea. I mean, Spurlock is his name, um, and he is a middle linebacker. Uh, he didn't play much. Now, does that mean he's not any good? No, but it means that other guys uh, did play ahead of him. He was, I know, a former, I think 24-7 had him as a three-star, I think. Somebody can correct me on that, but I think it was a three-star. So is Florida getting a five-star guy here? No, but somebody that could add depth and possible uh, development here. Uh, Ron emails, congrats to the Jags, Dolphins, and Bucks. It's great to see all the Florida teams in the playoffs. Do you think the NFL is too top-heavy? All right. Seth, I'm going to ask you this. He brings up a good point. He says, is the NFL too top-heavy? But aren't most, could you make the argument, most pro leagues are top-heavy?
2: Yeah, I mean... In baseball? Yeah.
1: Astros, Dodgers, Braves. I mean, the Philly. uh, But usually it's Yankees. Same kind of suspects, isn't it?
2: Well, Sam and I were just talking about this. There's probably legitimately three teams that can win the Super Bowl in the AFC, right? Bengals, Bills, Chiefs. In the NFC, it's what? Philly, San Francisco? I think San Francisco. Is is, is your favorite, right? So there's five teams that can win the Super Bowl right there. How many teams in college basketball can win the national title? How many teams in college football can win the national title? Five or six? Yeah. So five out of 32, that's pretty good, right? I mean, the Bengals got there last year, but you're right. What league isn't top-heavy? The NBA right now, chances that it's going to be Milwaukee in the East or Boston, Boston. East is pretty good, yeah. right? In the West, it's a little bit convoluted right now, but you find me a sport that 12 or 13 teams can win a championship – I'll show you a sport that nobody's interested in, right? I, yeah. I can't, I, what, what sport has 12 or 13 teams that can win a title? Yeah, not, not many. None.
1: And that's the point, that when you look at, like even in college football, are you going to, yes, TCU is the outlier here. No question. How often does that happen? Doesn't happen very often at all. Uh, John, the issue of what's better for your program when your rival's playing in a big game depends on the relevance of both programs. One of my best friends is an avid Ohio State fan up until last year. I would tell him Michigan being relevant actually was good for Ohio State. They could have at least one quality win on their schedule, and that still holds true. However, in the case of Florida, they're so far behind Georgia on the recruiting trail and on the field that a Georgia win is detrimental because it only widens the gap in recruiting because there's no greater sales to a recruit pitch than the high likelihood They'll be playing for a national championship. It's one of the main reasons why Alabama's continuing to stay at the top of the college football uh, rankings for so long. With the old saying, nothing succeeds like success. I agree with that. But eventually, that changes. Big history guy, right? Every team, pro or college, has always gone in a decline. The reasons vary. Sometimes a great coach retires and you have trouble hiring another good coach. Sometimes you just have generational players that leave and you don't get the same people to replace them. But look, I'll just say this. When you look at... Let's say Georgia does win a second championship right does it guarantee him a third it's hard to do that it's hard to keep the same intensity and i get it it's different kids in some cases who haven't won one but man there's only one place you can go when you get to the top that's it that is it uh boxing gym hello
17: Hey Steve, I just tuned in, so um, I imagine most people are picking Georgia to win tonight's game. But uh, I'm going to pick TCU. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to pull for it. but But uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I, I think it's going to be something like uh, TCU 27, Florida. I mean, Florida <laughs> Georgia 20. So how's how's the uh, picking been going? I'm assuming Georgia.
1: Oh, I think most people have. Overwhelmingly, picked Georgia. Yes,
11: and and they and they should win. And I'll probably be wrong, but
17: uh, I'm I'm picking mainly because I want TCU to uh, to win and all. But they might surprise. uh, I mean, they surprise everybody so far getting here, uh, getting this far. So uh. well,
1: we'll find out tonight. Yep. Thank you. All right, Jim. Thank you. See, here's the other thing. If you. Just take my logic here and play it out. If you're worried that Georgia wins and it's going to be terrible, well, what if they lose? How hungry does that make Georgia to come back again? Right? It's hard to stop decline sometimes. Look at Florida. Wasn't that long ago, Florida's playing the Orange Bowl, right? The Orange Bowl. I'm not talking about the Weed Eater Bowl. They're playing the Orange Bowl. And look how fast Florida went down. That can happen to you. And it's happened to other programs. Now, you would think, you know, how many programs are like Alabama? Who. When they have an 11 win season, oh, not a real good season for the Tide. They only won 11. How many can say that? Ohio State, maybe, right, over the course of a few years. But other than that, who? That's what, and I know I'm going to go on a tangent here. What Nick Saban has done at Alabama is just ridiculous. And, they had a down year this year, winning 11 games. There schools who would have a statue for a coach who won 11 games. And at Alabama, it's like, eh, okay. And what's the guy do? He goes out and signs a ridiculous recruiting class. That doesn't, it doesn't guarantee anything. The question for Florida is going to be this. In the west right now who's the second best team? Who is the second best team? I think by sort of default LSU. But the gap between those two I think is still pretty big. Right? So if you're going to Texas A&M was supposed to be cuz all look what happened to them. I mean, Jimbo Fisher has hitched his horse to and I and look, DJ Durkin's a good guy. I like DJ personally cuz he was great to me when he was here, but he's hitched his horses to a defensive coordinator who had real issues at Maryland. And I don't even need to tell you about Bobby Petrino. So that's who he's hitched his horses to, to be successful. He is on thin ice there.
2: I got a question for you. You just bring up Texas A and M. If you're Texas A and M or Texas, who are you rooting for tonight? Right? You're leaving. If you're Texas, you're leaving the conference, but which is supposed to be what the fourth or fifth best school in that yeah. state may win the title now, or another SEC team that you're competing. For with recruits, if you're Texas or Texas A&M, who who does it benefit you to lose or to win tonight? I don't know.
1: I don't think either, because one is already in the league, and to your point, the other one's coming. So, do you want you don't want Georgia to win because then it's going to make it tougher for you in theory, at least. So, TCU will be out of the picture. So, to me, you're rooting for TCU.
2: Recruiting wise in that state, does he, does I don't know if Sonny Dykes has pull over Texas. Then I guess with oil money, you just throw money at the guys and it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, that's the difference now. One forty-five. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up. ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WYUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WYUF.
9: Good afternoon, I'm Chris Will. The college football playoff wraps up tonight with one final game for all the marbles. TCU looks to continue its fairytale season with one final miracle, while Georgia looks to make it back-to-back national titles. You can catch all the coverage right here on WRUF starting at 6.30. Moving to the NFL, for the first time since 2000, all three of Florida's NFL teams have made the playoffs. The Bucs will take on the Cowboys in Tampa Bay. Jacksonville will host the Los Angeles Chargers, while the Dolphins will take a trip north to Buffalo. In high school boys basketball, the Newberry Panthers will take on the Bell Bulldogs at 8 p.m. tonight. The 10-3 Panthers look to regain some momentum tonight after losing two of their last three games. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Chris Will. ESPN
0: 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Are you busy with work,
7: family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations. Or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made
5: with cuban love and available from sunrise to late night this message is brought to you by discover did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection the latest innovation from discover discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data and they'll do it for free activate in the discover app See terms and learn more. Discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection.
4: We all drive. Sooner or later, we're going to have to replace our tires. I trust the experts at TireRack.com. For over 40 years, they've been revolutionizing tire buying. Go to TireRack.com radio and tell them what you drive. They'll show you tires that are a perfect fit. Not sure where to start? Their easy-to-use tire decision guide shows you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Their extensive selection includes the full lineup of hand-cooked Ventus, Optimo, and Dynapro tires.
5: TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: This is Mark Wise with ESPN. And this is Steve Russell with WRUF, introducing our new show, Poop! There. It. Is. Listen every
5: Monday at 11 a.m. as we talk hoops, Gators, the SEC, and the top games in all of college
1: basketball. You can also listen to the show on iTunes, Facebook, and WRUF.com, and also listen to the podcast anytime where podcasts are available. Hoop. There. It. Is.
0: Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. <laughs>
1: Final segment here, three nine two eight two five five email srussell at wruf.com. Andrew, hello.
17: Yes, Steve. Um, first off, I'm not I'm not, I'm not pulling for Georgia. There is no way in you know where that I'm gonna pull for them. So between the you know, I'm one of the old school, I'm the uh, Georgia-Auburn rivalry and, of course, Florida State and Miami and all that that stuff. But, no, never in my life have I ever thought that they would uh, be where they're at. But uh, I can't say I'm taking anything away from them. But you know something, Steve? I think TCU has a surprise offensively for them tonight. Uh, But we'll see. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, Gator um, basketball game, men's game. I thought, you know, we cut our turnovers in half, Steve, from the game prior, um, down to 11 from whatever it was, outlandish up there, 20. But uh, we shot close to 50%, which, like you were saying earlier, gave you, know, you like uh, chances of uh, would we have three guys in double figures or. Something of that nature, so that looked good. Um, I wanted to uh, close out here with saying that um, if we could just get ourselves uh, with a, a a set, you know, kind of a, it looks like we, you know, we're still testing out pieces here, because evidenced by you know who's been scoring offensively outside of Castleton. But um, if we could get set on a set. Definite five, and maybe get a few more wins that you were talking about earlier about lightning in a bottle. Maybe that's forthcoming for the men's basketball team, Steve.
1: Well, there's, look, you're in the SEC grind now. And unfortunately, and look, I don't think Florida's the old. Look at Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky is scrambling. You know, yeah. offensively, they're, you know, okay to awful. At times. Mm -hmm. Tennessee's clicking. Give them credit. Alabama is certainly clicking. Missouri's been a surprise. But Mm -hmm. this is going to... You're going to see Florida, I think, have nights where they don't shoot well and have nights when they do and different people are going to have to step up because their roster... You know, who besides Castleton... Is probably going to give you night in and night out, what a coach thinks he's going to give me. I- I'm not sure they have anybody like that. No,
17: no, we're not, we're not quite there yet, Steve. The other thing before I let you go, uh, you had mentioned um, about uh, you know another conference, ACC, and who was leading it, uh, Clemson. How Duke was a little bit down, and uh, I think some people need to take a look at Clemson because they're pretty. They're pretty stout. They they've got you know a couple three three big guys, Middle Brooks and P.J. Hall and uh, Tyson Hunter there. They they got they're pretty doggone good over there, Steve. But uh, have a
1: good day. Okay, thank you. And as I said, here's a guy with Clemson who was on the proverbial hot seat. They lead the ACC. I would love to hear sports talk about Duke basketball right now. Remember, they're ranked, right? But Mike Krzyzewski is gone. So, and they have, I believe they started out in the top 10, and they slid down to the, uh, you know, the fringes of the top 25. I just wonder how much patience they're going to have with him. All right. We got uh, ooh, five, six minutes left. Still plenty of time to hear from you. Uh, 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, I've got three emails here I saved to the end. Bill is the first one. He said, Steve, did you make your prediction? Yes, I did. Uh, Georgia wins. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I hope not. I think as a fan, you certainly want to see a competitive game. Like the semifinal games were. I mean, I'm not sure I like that much offense, you know, when it's 51 to 45. But they were certainly competitive games and compelling games to watch. Uh, John, uh, I heard you early in the show talk about what Sankey said about crushing coaches do you think they will take away the early signing period? They're going to have to do something. They're going to have to do something. Paul says, Steve, I'm still trying to wrap my head around NIL and exactly what it means and what it's done to college athletics. Is there any way in two or three sentences you can explain that? Not a chance. Because you said two or three sentences. Not a chance. Here is what I think is needed. And I don't think this will ever happen. If you had, you know, Eddie Rojas, former Gator pitcher, founder of the Gator Collective. And I think what fans would wrap their head around is, okay, we are the Gator Collective. We have $20 million to play with. This is how we do business. Because now, in the recruiting process, and this would be a a question for any of the Gator coaches, how important is that process in recruiting now? You know, when a kid came for a visit, oh, here's the facility and here's the place you'll live and here's the brand spanking new football facility we have and, you know, all that. Okay, great. How much money do I get? How much money do I get? How much money do I get? And that's not the kid's fault. That's the system. But that is what I think fans, and if you agree with me tomorrow, I'm going to bring this up again, that I think fans would like to see. Like, tell me in simple terms how this works, because I think there is the perception out there that Florida does not shell out money like other schools do to attract, you know, the big name talent. I don't know if that's true or not. I think there is a perception of that, however. And the other thing we don't know how many athletes on campus on this campus are making big money right is it 20 is it five i don't know right because again how many of those athletes demand it in terms of the marketplace anthony richardson was making a lot of money i'm just telling you okay i know that for a fact but he's a quarterback That's usually the position that gets the dollars. So what's Rashada getting as he comes here, right? Many people looked at guys who flip-flopped. Oh, he's going to go to Florida. No, he's not going to Miami. Oh, that Ruiz guy threw out a million. We don't know that. So the question becomes, if Florida does have a lot of money, are they spending it are they being competitive in that field in football Florida has a top 13 or 14 class that's pretty good and then the other question is what's Florida spending in its collective vis-a-vis Georgia or Alabama or anybody else we may never ever know the real answers to those questions Thanks today to the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier, for being here. Hopefully tomorrow, a little more conversation uh, and your thoughts on tonight's game. We'll preview Florida LSU a little more deeply tomorrow. And we hope you will join us for that. Uh, And we'll talk some sports then. Don't forget, our live coverage starts tonight here of the game beginning at 6.30. So if you can't watch it on TV you're traveling or whatever, tune it in here and you can hear. It. Thanks to Seth for producing today. Thanks to you for calling and listening and participating in today's sports scene. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. See you tomorrow at noon.
0: Gainesville 251 cg Gainesville from the Spurriers Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF